How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today's. Yet again, like so many times this season, I come to you after another horrendous Phillies losses the Phillies lose 10 to 6 last night to the Mets in a super long game that of course the bullpen blew yet again just another just another 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 what keeps happening another what we've seen from this team all year just depressing it's depressing this is a depressing team to watch right now they're 24 and 25 now in the season lose Again, two of three to the Mets after leaving five of seven to the Marlins. Um, lose two of three to the Mets, uh, including should have won all three, as obviously we talked yesterday about the gut punch loss from the night before when you had Jacob DeGrom beat. And what else is new? The bullpen blows it. And then last night, up 6-3. Again, again. Again, 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 again. We'll go through the whole game. It's just, uh, I don't know what more there is to say at this point. You know, uh, Philly's bullpen has a 7-1-70 area on the season. I mean, that is astoundingly bad. Historically bad. It will finish as the second worst area in the history of baseball for a bullpen after the 1930 Phillies, of course. Um, I guess it's our thing. To have a historically bad bullpen, but it is it is that, and it is a historically bad bullpen that started the season as a historically bad bullpen, and then they went out and traded for guys to add to the historically bad bullpen to make it a better bullpen, and it is still, still a historically bad bullpen as we saw last night. One of the guys they traded for, Brandon Workman, freaking sucks. He just sucks. That guy can't get outs. And he keeps getting put in these high leverage situations, and he keeps... Not getting outs. Just a disastrous trade. I mean, it's rare that you can say you lost a trade within 20 games or whatever of it happening. They lost that trade by a mile. (laughs) Jeez. Ah, what a... What a bummer this season has turned into after, you know, moments... Real moments, you know, it felt like for a while there that this was a a real team, you know, that for the first time in a few years we had a we had a squad, you know, a, a team that you could go to battle with. And uh we don't. 
it turns out we don't. We don't have that, and this bullpen is the reason. This team just cannot rise above that bullpen. It's too bad. The bullpen is too bad to be lifted up by a great offense or even a, a nice starting pitching staff, which is, you know, is a bit of a stretch. Um, it just sucks. It's really, it sucked the fun, the excitement out of the season. It really has. I mean, this is a bad product to watch. I mean, you can't watch a game without waiting for the bullpen to blow it. I mean, how much fun is that? Every night is a clench your teeth and, and wait. And eventually, you know, guess what? You're going to get screwed at the end of the night. You know, that's that's what it feels like every single night with this team. Every night. It's getting tough, you know. And look, they are threatening to not make the playoffs. I mean, they are right now the eighth seed, so they have the... Uh, would have the the uh, royal honor of getting blitzed by the Dodgers in the first round, um, but they're on the verge of, of falling out completely, which seemed un- unfathomable recently. I mean, they were like a ninety percent chance to make the playoffs recently. I mean, it's crazy how much this team is cratered, and they're awful. Yeah, they deserve to lose all that ground. I mean, they're a bad team right now, and and the bullpen is is the biggest culprit of it, but. Look, Harper gets going last night. That was nice to see, but he's been awful for a long stretch of baseball now. The Reese Hoskins injury is a is a crusher. It is tough to come back from. Jake Arrieta, Spencer Howard, Gene Segura gets hurt last night. We'll see if we see him. Oh, great news. Four games against the Blue Jays this weekend, including two today. And JT Romito won't play this weekend. I mean, it's just bad. Everything's going bad for this Phillies team. That's where we're at. Everything is turning bad and they're hurtling towards an epic collapse right now i mean again they still are a playoff team today but by the thinnest of margins and everything just feels like it's lining up for another disastrous september collapse that's what we've come to know here in philadelphia and that's what it feels like is happening and look can they write the ship yes is there still enough talent, even with the injuries on this team, to at least go 500 and make the playoffs? Sure. It is not a high bar we're setting here. And again, this bullpen is so bad that you can't even guarantee that. Again, look, it's just a nightly thing. You can't count on them any night, ever. No nights. Zero nights. Like once in a while, they'll get lucky and get some outs for a night. Once in a while, Nola or Wheeler will go seven or eight, and you and you can get by. But I mean, come on, you got no chance. It just—it's tough. It's been a tough turn of events for a team that felt like it had some momentum going, you know, some real momentum, and again, some talent across the board, minus one specific area of the game. But the lack of talent there was so profound that it dragged everyone around it down with it. It's just tough. Let's look at last night's game, and then we'll get back into kind of looking where they stand and looking ahead to the uh, big weekend of baseball. And, uh, you know, again, the Phillies still a playoff team, but 
So last night, in depressing fashion that we have talked about, the Phillies get out. Uh, actually, it started off rough as, you know, you're starting to be like, oh, God, Aaron Nola, we needed you tonight. Nola comes out, gives up three in the first, and you're like, oh, goodness, not great. What's happening? Luckily, in the bottom of the first, the bats got it going. Bryce Harper, homer to center. Nice to see. Had Apparently had a amazing batting practice for the game that was the talk of the town, so to speak, and it carried over into the game. Then, next batter, Alec Bohm, another opposite field home run. His opposite field power is so impressive. You know, again, I know I've said this before, but, but my silver lining of the season is Alec Bohm is so good. He is such a good hitter. That is at least something that there is some positivity about. But they weren't done. Didi Gregorio steps up next. Boom! Another homer. Back to back to back. Could have been a fun win if they hadn't sucked at the bullpen. So now it's 3-3. Then they keep pouring it on. They had another on an Adam Hazley single. 4-3. And Hazley's been really good. That kid's been hitting. It's been nice to see. Then the second inning. Bryce Harper steps to the plate for the second straight inning. And what does he do for the second straight inning? Boom! Another solo shot. This one, one of the furthest, hardest hit balls I've ever seen at Citizens Bank Park. Harper rocketed this. It hit the third deck. As many people pointed out on Twitter, it felt Bonzian. It was a Barry Bonds kind of home run. It was a mammoth shot. Highlight of the night, it would turn out to be for sure. But one of the, the real home run highlights of the season, in my opinion, just a a massive, massive tank shot. Again, hitting the, the facade of the third deck and right. Just unbelievable. They go up 5-3 there. They add another on a Gene Segura single 6-3. And Nola settles in. And you're like, okay. Okay, let's go, Aaron. Let's go. Nola gets into the six and then runs into some trouble. Gives up a home run to Pete Alonso. Gets one out and then gives up a home run to Pete Alonso where, you know, I mean, just credit to Pete Alonso. I, I don't know. It was a it was a low pit, like a breaking ball that broke low, and Alonso just kind of went down and golfed it out of the ballpark. Uh, 6-4, and then the wheels came off uh, there as Nola leaves and uh, allows a base runner there. Blake Parker allows that base runner to score. It is now 6-6, six to six. and yet again, the bullpen has given us another blown opportunity. Scoreless until the ninth. Tommy Hunter comes in, saves the day, pitch really well. David Phelps, a clean inning. Who'd have thunk it? One inning, three strikeouts. Look great. But then, the top of the ninth, and Brandon Workman strikes again. Brandon Workman strikes again. Workman comes in, but seemingly immediately gives up a Solo shot to Brandon Nemo at 7-6, and you're already dreading it. He ends up giving up two more runs. Gary Clevenger would come in and give up another uh, one of those inherited uh, by um, Workman as he gave up a Cano home run. Uh, and it's 10-6, and that's how it ended. And Again, like I'm, I'm out of words to talk about this. It is hard to believe. That one team in the span of 49 games could have this many horrendous, disastrous, gut punch, soul crushing losses. It's I, I, I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe. And again, we've done it before. We could do it again. We could rattle them all off. It's crazy. The Gene Segura running across the mound game. 
the seven nothing game in Toronto, the game in Toronto, uh, Atlanta right after that, the last two games against the Mets, the game against the Marlins, the six five walk off one. I mean, just one after another, after another, after another, after another. We've had so many disastrous losses this season. And the bullpen is just front and center. Again, a 7-1-70 RA for the bullpen. I mean, that's eye-popping. Eye-popping. It's, it almost feels like by accident you can't be that bad. With major league pitchers, and granted, as we know, a lot of non-major league pitchers, they've rolled out there. Non-major league capable pitchers, I should say. Um, it, it Again, it's, it's you know, what else can you say? You know, you just, they suck. It's going to submarine the season. It has submarine the season. It is what it is. I mean, there's nothing else we could say. You, know, you just hope that at the end of the season there will be um, repercussions. And that, you know, there will be, uh, you know, uh, an attempt to fix things <laughs> because this is bad. And it is a, a bummer, uh, again, over and over again I say this, but considering where we were just a couple weeks ago, you know, 9 of nine of 10, uh, 10 of 11, excuse me, um, the two back-to-back five-game winning streaks with the one loss in between, Riding high, a momentum that we felt here in Philly about the Phillies that we hadn't felt in a long time, and it was it was really exciting, and it was missed. And then for it to just so quickly go away and be yanked away is is uh, depressing as a Phillies fan. And again, this you know the bullpen's the the culprit. I mean, look, there have been other issues. I mean, the injuries right now are are a massive issue. I mean, having that Vincent Velasquez pitch. Today we have a doubleheader with Vinny Velasquez in a bullpen game. Oh, excuse me, we have we have Zach Eflin in a bullpen game. And then we have Velasquez in a bullpen game coming up. I mean, we got all this. Who knows who's gonna pitch? It's just it's uh, it's a it's a flawed, flawed, flawed team, and they are beat up. And look, Joe Girardi's going through some too. Joe Girardi's had a bad week. I mean, I thought pulling Wheeler two nights ago was a mistake. We talked about that. I thought that was a a definitive mistake, and then. I thought last night going to Workman instead of Jojo Romero was a, a, a horrible mistake. Just an awful mistake considering the lefties the Mets had coming up. It just it made absolutely no sense, especially considering the fact that Jojo Romero has been, without a doubt, the best reliever on this team. Far and away, the best reliever on this team. By light years, the best reliever on this team. It made no sense. Like, maybe he was unavailable. I know he pitched the night before, but I mean... I don't know, man. I don't know how you go to Brandon Workman again in that spot. How does Brandon Workman keep pitching in close games? In high leverage situations? How? How is that happening? This guy hasn't gotten out since he's gotten here. He has been a train wreck since the moment he stepped into a Phillies uniform. It's... How could you possibly trust him in these situations again and again and again and again? I mean, tie game ninth inning. Yeah, let's go to Brandon Workman. That guy will get that get us him out. No, what are you doing? Again, like I I sympathize with Joe Girardi because let's be real, he's got nothing. His guys aren't getting outs for him, and that sucks. And that's not his fault. That is above him. You know the the people who assembled this bullpen aren't fault for that. But he's definitely made some decisions that that 
are questionable. And look, I know that he doesn't have anyone really to go to other than JoJo, you know, who's been good. But Brandon Workman ain't it. Brandon Workman is just not it. And again, you know, it, it, I, 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 I'm talking on both sides of my mouth because I do find it hard to, as even as it comes out of my mouth, while I do, again, maybe JoJo wasn't available and that's the only explanation I can accept that one specific spot. But in general, like, I get it, man. What's Girardi supposed to do? All he can do is put out these guys who he's got and hope they get outs, and none of them are getting outs for him. I, I get it. It's tough. I mean, you can't count on anybody. There's nobody you can count on. Nobody. It's just getting really frustrating. You know, it's uh, it sucked a lot of the fun out of the season. It sucked all the life out of the season. Just no, every game knowing that, that you know, the hammer's going to drop, that this bullpen is ultimately going to undo any hope and positivity and goodness that we have. And again, the, the amount of times it's happened is just absolutely astounding. And look, last night was a big one. The Phillies had a chance to gain a game on the Marlins. They could have been only a half game back. Instead, they still sit a game and a half back. The Phillies at 24 and 25. The Marlins at 25 and 23. The Braves, you know, easily atop the division at 29 21. There are 11 games left now for the Phillies. They are one and a half games up on the Mets. One and a half. The Cubs lead the uh, Central. The Dodgers lead the West. The Padres obviously are way in. Um, but the Giants, now 25 and 24. So they are ahead of the Phillies. Leapfrog the Phillies. They are now the seventh seed. The Phillies are the eighth seed. But just barely because the St. Louis Cardinals are 22 and 24. That means they are a half game Worse than the Phillies. The Milwaukee Brewers are 23 and 26. That means that they're a game worse than the Phillies. So there are two teams within a half, uh, within one game of the Phillies, and the Mets are one and a half. So we have three teams right now that are within one and a half games of the Phillies for that last wild card spot. That's where the Phillies have gotten themselves into. I mean, those are. Very easily bridged gaps there. I mean, that is not a fortified lead, as it were. Especially because the Cardinals, you know, and I, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to try and get in every game, but they have obviously played less games, but with some doubleheaders could make up some games. They're actually one game up on the Phillies in the loss column. You know, they only have 24 losses, so that's you know, a bit of an advantage. They can, you know, if they can win some games, um, you know, that could be big. Now, you know, you do have uh, a bit of a help in the fact that, you know, the Brewers and the Cardinals still have to play each other. So that helps a little bit. That kind of knocks out one of those two teams. They still have a fair amount of games left against each other. So that's a pretty big deal. So I only count one of those. But, you know, still one of those is enough. Um, the Brewers and the Reds play each other as well. But, um it's just not great. It's not great that we're sitting here talking about this Phillies team uh, being uh, on the verge of blowing this season. <laughs> Again, we talked like a week and a half ago, and they were like an 89 or a 90% chance to make the playoffs. And again, that's the look. That's why these are chance to make the playoffs and not a lock-in thing. But it is pretty amazing that, that in such a short period of time, this Phillies team has gone from that to a team that is – legitimately on the the edge of of blowing it they're under 500 
We're 49 games into this season, and the Phillies are under 500. I mean, come on. Come on. It's just such a massive disappointment. They're such a massive disappointment right now. And I know I'm being a bummer and all that, but I just got to be real. I got to say what I feel. And what I feel is that this team is really kind of frittered away their chance this year, that this team had a chance to, you know, have some fun, make it interesting, you know, be pesky in the playoffs, whatever, and they don't anymore. They're, again, I think it's far more likely that they don't make the playoffs than make noise in the playoffs, you know, and that sucks. That's a turn in a short period of time and between injuries and disastrous games and bullpen continued horrendous that, you know, we went from, from potentially having a fun end of the season to, um, you know, almost just ready for it to be over. <laughs> it's like, let, let it end at this point. Mercifully, potentially. I mean, come on. It's just, you know, you have no chance going into the playoffs. If if they can find a way to hang on to that eight seed or, or get the seven seed or whatever, I mean, even if that happens, you just have zero faith in this team's ability to do anything in the playoffs. Why would you have faith? I mean, with this bullpen, how could you possibly have any faith in this team? It would be foolish, right? I mean, it would legitimately be foolish to have any faith in this team right now. And it sucks. But it's the reality of the situation. This team does not deserve faith. They do not deserve belief. They are not good enough. They will break your heart if you believe in them. God, it really is. I, I will I will never forget the pain of having a historically bad bullpen. It really, again, I know I've said it, but it, it, it sucked the life out of the season. It sucked it out of it. That one thing. That one aspect of baseball being as bad as it was, as is, has completely and totally submarined the season all by itself. It's it's gutted it all by itself. It's hard to believe, right? I mean, it's hard to believe that that you could have a bullpen that bad that it it absolutely gave you no chance, that it absolutely ended your season. I mean, it's it's tough. Especially when, you know, and I know, again, there's another thing we've talked about before, but it, it it's something that still bothers me and it still should bother you as you look around baseball and you see whether it's the Rays or the Indians or the Marlins for Pete's sake. I mean, you see all these teams that are operating at, at such a lower budget, a lower um, level of resources and all that who are able to just Find bullpen pitchers. Find these guys who come in and get outs and games for them. How is this possible? How is it so hard for the Phillies to do this thing that it seems like there are so many teams who have way less money and way less resources that are able to do it on a consistent basis? How is that possible? Explain that to me. Give me an explanation for why other teams can do it and the Phillies can't consistently. And again, I mean, they've come into the season with a all-time, all-time bad bullpen, and it has only stayed that way after adding guys to it. It's just, it's something, man. It's something. It's definitely what I'll remember about the 2020 season, the year the bullpen ruined it. You know, that's, that's the line for me this season.
the year the bullpen ruined it. All right, looking ahead to the weekend, like I said, four games over three days. We have a doubleheader today. Zach Eflin and Robbie Ray in the first one, a bullpen game in the second, so against Ross Stripling, so they will not win that one. So you hope Eflin takes the first. Uh, as we know, the Phillies' record in doubleheaders has been abysmal this year. Uh, as you know, we all thought the seven inning games would help them without less bullpen potentially, but it turns out it hasn't. Especially when you have to do an entire game of bullpen guys that. That certainly doesn't help, but uh, we'll see Velasquez tomorrow going against Ryu. That's another pitching matchup for Toronto, and then uh, no one's scheduled for Sunday yet, so it could be another bullpen game. We could have two bullpen games in three days. Give it to me. Yes. Yes. Who doesn't want that? God. It's going to be a fun weekend, and I don't really mean that. Well, look, either way. We'll be back to talk about it on Monday. Hopefully the Phillies have not tanked their postseason shots anymore. Hopefully they can find a way to win a couple against Toronto. We'll see. Either way, like I said, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, everyone, have a wonderful, safe, happy, healthy weekend. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.